Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, why don't you let the audience know what we have in store today? Hey, Adam, we have with us the loudest member of the Watermark staff. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like that forever, but it currently is. He's, he's holding the average. <laughs> Blake Holmes, Dallas campus pastor. Welcome back, Blake. Welcome, brother. I just don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's uh, true. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. There's nothing to discuss. Yeah. Uh, so, John, why don't you, again, set up. Where are we going? <laughs> just outvoted right there. Yeah, just outvoted. That's it's the way okay. it works. Yeah. You, uh, you will never even get a hearing on that one. So, uh, today we're talking about some leadership best practices that uh, we're currently trying. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this is not, you know, these, this isn't our most polished leadership thoughts ever. But just today, you know, right here, this is a Thursday, uh, things that we're trying right now, just our own leadership trying to move the needle, uh, little hacks, ideas, experiments that we're running. And uh, I'm just going to share those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the internet's full of articles and podcasts of everybody talking about their best practices and uh, we're learners too. I mean, that's even the desire with this podcast is we want to be practitioners having conversations with other practitioners. And so in no way do we feel like we have the corner on all leadership best practices. So we're constantly looking to other people and other leaders and just trying to learn things. And we hear things sometimes and go, I like that. Or, Hey, that gives me an idea that I'm going to tweak a little bit. And so we're just trying to, we're, we're going to just open up. Here's some things we're implementing and we we don't even know some of the experiments still early. We don't even know if it's going to work a lot, but we're going to share kind of what was the problem we were facing that caused us to want to implement this idea. How's it going? Uh, what's, what's going well, things like that. A couple weeks ago, I was with, it was kind of a, a meeting with a bunch of marriage author, speaker, writer, influencer people. And uh, a name that everybody that was listening to this would know was there. Uh, older gentlemen read books that are written books that we've all read and just really, really accomplished. And uh, we were there for two days. And this guy took notes the entire time. Like I mean, even when you were teaching, right? <laughs> even, <laughs> shock. He was and, doodling, John. It looked like he was taking notes. <laughs> He's uh, faking me out. And I, and I just, uh, you know, oh, it's at, so the encouraging. End, at the end of the first yeah. day, I was like, what are you possibly, I said this to him, what are you possibly writing down? What do you not know right. at this stage? And, you know, and he looked at me and he said, you know, John, if, if I'm not growing, uh, I will begin to atrophy immediately. And I, I so don't want that to happen. And there's a man well into his 80s. Uh, who's I kind of I don't even know whether what else there is to accomplish candidly right. uh, he's accomplished it all and he still was there just head down taking notes thinking and I just thought man I want to be that and I, I feel like candidly I'm at a spot you know in late 40s uh, here that um, and I could I can do my job I can show up and you know to a meeting and, and lead it or I could give a talk or get something off the ground or solve solve a problem I, I can do that but I've got this fear that um, because it's uh, I can do it good enough that I will settle in yeah. and um, and so kind of a way to keep that from happening my kind of best practice um, that I'm trying right now is just to keep a leadership journal yeah and so um, it's it's not really complicated um, but basically what I'll try to do is every single week uh, I will you know Friday Saturday Sunday hopefully on Friday before I before I leave the office uh, I will write down just kind of five things I try sometimes it's three but it's between three and five things I'm, I'm looking for five and uh, and so I just was scrolling through here here's the kind of things that I, that, I, that I'm writing down uh, 
a lot of times, uh, this was probably the, the biggest theme, it's kind of what went well that week or what do I need to improve? So where did I really feel like I win? Why was that? Uh, what were the kind of circumstances around that? And then what what didn't go well? Yeah. And uh, what is it that I need to uh, shore up next time? Pay attention to like, it's kind of like a red blinking light uh, there. So um, I'll capture maybe an idea uh, that, I, that I read that week that I need to implement or I just want to think some more about. Uh, th- those are in there. Uh, any feedback that I've gotten from a trusted source, so good or bad. So John, you did a great job or, hey, John, I don't know if you've thought about this, but you could do this better or this is something I, I think you could shore up. I, I will always make sure that I capture um, yeah. kind of those things there. Um, some other things, um, I don't do a whole lot of like, um, you know, like journaling uh, type things. It's not like a free form journal, but um, sometimes if, I, if I'm stuck, uh, I will use that exercise. And so there was a, an example where there was, you know, there was just some conflict um, and I did this exercise. It, it ended up being helpful. I didn't know if it would be. Um, but I imagined that everybody involved was at a table and we all turned to each other and said, here's what you don't see about yourself in this situation. Here's what, here's what you don't see. And so I just wrote it out and tried to spend obviously the majority of the time. Now, were you me. writing about the other people? <laughs> I actually was. All <laughs> right. <Helpful. laughs> so I'm glad, glad I, you guys are here today. I've never put that down ready, on paper before, but show, I've, had that, I've had those thoughts. Yeah, and, uh, so it was a little bit freeing to go, okay, I don't, I don't think I'm crazy in yeah. this, um, but it was also really freeing. It's like, ah, that's okay. That got all that. Most of that will work it out. There's a couple conversations, but uh, it gave me kind of blinding insight into me. And I said, I think this is what everybody would say about me. And uh, so that I've got maximum control over and, um, you know, just wrote some things just like to myself kind of thing. Um, one, one other time I gave myself just kind of like a, a mid-year review. If I was going through a review and just said, this is what, you know, uh, my boss would say uh, about me. So some big questions. One of the, one of the things I'm wondering is, uh, why are there not, um, you know, a hundred thousand very healthy churches in the U S like, what is that? And why, why is that not the case? What would it take to get that? And yeah. just kind of, uh, I've been thinking about, uh, some of those kind of things. So, but that, that's, that's the, so, I, right, I like yeah. it. So a leadership yeah. journal and, uh, Blake, are you a journaler by nature? I mean, is that a I'm normal discipline? On I'm working yeah. on it. It's one that I have to discipline myself for. Um, I can appreciate it when I do it, what it does for me. And I think it does for everybody is it forces clarity, right? Yeah. When you're taking the time to slow down and I find myself, I, I keep the journal in the same place, right? And what happens is, is when I feel stuck, to your point, John, or when I'm going through something that's um, that just requires, I'm unsure, I'm, I'm confused, or maybe discouraged, yeah. it will help me if I just take the time to write some things out. Um, so uh, that's, I'm seasonal in that. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, but you said, John, by your own admission, you're not like, that's not a normal discipline Absolutely for you. Absolutely not. So where did this idea come from? I just, it was, I just wanted to try this, you know, these are kind of experiments. Yeah. And uh, so it was the end of the summer and I said, what, well, I'm going to do this until the end of the year. So yeah. I'm not committing to this for life, but let me just try, uh, try this. And kind of the same way, um, again, to that atrophying, um, kind of opening comments, like, I guess if I was training for the Olympics and I was running or something, just something that's just never going to happen. I assume that I would keep a journal about, I did this training uh, run today and uh, I felt really bad at the halfway mark. Why is that? You know, and, or I ate this the day before and I had an amazing run or I had a terrible run or I slept this much and I slept, you know, whatever the thing. And I've just 
continue to try to optimize uh, that. It's kind of that that idea through the end of the year. Um, is, and so I don't know. I don't know if it'll do in January. And what I like about it, the reflection of looking back, just not like looking back on the last year. You're looking back on the last week. week so everything, yeah. e- you know, even as we're getting older, we can still remember the last week by and large, right? And so, uh, <laughs> so you're not asking him to go back and reflect on, or you're not trying to force yourself to reflect on the whole year, which I like that. And, you know, how often we do that in ministries that after event, we'll quote Monday morning quarterback it. But how uh, do we do that with our own self and our own kind of little miniature performance that right. we had during the right. week? And, and I don't want to talk about it like a performance, but you guys get what I mean there is how do we function this week? How do we do? Do we serve people well? Do we glorify the Lord? How was it? I like this, this discipline of reflection to yep. go back and just force yourself to write some things down. And I remember part, part of what got me here was I, I realized no one is waking up. Uh, in the morning thinking about developing me. Uh, right? Now, so when I'm in my young 20s or 30s, or people are going, hey, John, listen, you, like we've been thinking about you. These, this is what a growth area would be, or you should do more of this. There's a whole lot more gosh, of that. That's really good. And as I get older, it, I'm kind of my own chief development officer, yeah. and uh, it's my responsibility. And um, so that, that was part of what was driving that. Um, and, you know, even... Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, most of us, are, the three of us here at the table, we have a lot of trust and a lot of autonomy. There's some definite, definite kind of guardrails and uh, goals we are kind of chasing down that have been given to us. But then how we do that, like a lot of times we have pretty, a lot of flexibility and again, not a lot of feedback. So one of the exercises I did was to try to get um, my highest and best ads um, down to kind of five words. And by ads, right. you're not talking about like your personal advertisements. Uh, <laughs> unpack what you mean there. <laughs> my, my additions, you know, to the, uh, you know, to the value team, you add the to value, the organization. The, the value yeah. add is what I meant by that. Yeah. So this is short for value add. Uh, and so that was really, that was really yeah. helpful just to kind of go through there and say, this is, this is when I do this, I add an inordinate amount of value and gravitate toward those, gravitate toward those. And I'll spend some, sometimes at the end looking back and say, did I do more of that or less of that? Did I get bogged down? There's always going to be things you ha- you have to do that aren't your highest and best um, uses Which of could time. be. So if somebody is listening to this and like, I, I want to implement this, that, that Blake could be the great, like, just start with that. Can you take your job or what you do for your organization? Can you get it down to five words where you think you're adding the most value? And uh, that could be really great. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, again, writing those things down, it forces clarity. And um, I'm curious, John. What were your five words? <laughs> Other than keeping you in line, that That's was right. like a phrase. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was, this, there's some of them there right here. Um, number one was just to catalyze. Uh, so catalyze new and big ideas. And so I think um, anytime I come up with or make a big new idea happen, that's something that uh, is a very good use of my gifts, my position, things I only I can do. Um, another one would be uh, just to create uh, create content. And so CLP, uh, helping the team, like other things that we're writing, we're working on books, we're working on articles, those kind of things. Uh, third would be to curate. Um, so, you know, all of us, all three of us, we've been around here a really, really long time. There's a lot of great stuff that's sitting around that we just need to remember and write down. We, we, we did the, um, Adam, we did the, um, employee handbook, the owner's yeah. handbook. Yeah, the owner's and all we did was just sit down and say, what's all the things that yeah. we've heard. And we just yeah. wrote it all down. You know, and you were the, you were the lead. And, uh, I just added, you know, uh, funny comments, but, um, that there's just a lot to curate there. That's a, that's a role that I can play. Um, just to clarify for my team, my, as my team's grown, uh, used, you know, leadership style used to be, Hey guys, there's 150 things we need to do. Everybody grab some of them and go. And, uh, now we have, 
you know, specialization. And, and, uh, so anytime I can remove ambiguity, bring clarity, that's a good use of my time. Uh, and then lastly, just to connect with other leaders. So, um, I'm not serving just people here in our church, although I still uh, love to do that. I'm also serving church leaders. And so just connecting with them, understanding their world, figuring out ways to help, uh, and serve them. Uh, I think today those are kind of the five, yeah. uh, the five things that, that are a really good use of my time. And the value there of just becoming a filter of when new, uh, new tasks come Absolutely. and hit your inbox. What a great way to, and, and a great conversation. If somebody's listening to us and they're maybe not in senior leadership, what write down your five words and then go to your leader and go, Hey, you are, you do think about me a little bit more right now. And you are trying to develop me. These are my five words. Do you, are these the same five words you would have? That could be a really great conversation. Can I ask you a couple detailed questions? <laughs> maybe. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So the, um, is this in an actual journal? Like, do do you have the do you have the, this the, is electronic right now. Okay. So it's do you want to hack my computer and see what I wrote about. Is you, this you in Microsoft so. word and Evernote? This is an Evernote. An Evernote. Okay. Which you despise, don't you? Well, I mean, listen, I don't want to have to resolve conflict with Evernote, but I don't use it. I don't use it anymore. So, um, but yeah, so that's great. So you just, just take some time and are you doing this on Monday mornings, Friday afternoons? Trying to do it Friday afternoons Friday afternoons. before I just like, Hey, you like to go home and be with your family, but before yeah. you do, uh, this is your, this is your ticket out of here. I love that. Okay. All right. John, so, how long does it take you? Is this a 10 minute uh, exercise? 10 minutes. Yeah, probably, ten, that's probably a good generally 10 minutes. And I'll actually something, if there's something that pops and I go, I really want to spend a little bit of time writing about that. I will just go, I will open up that file and just write the heading there so that I could, then I can remember, uh, what it was, or I may, I may even start that journal entry right there and then I'll just fill it out before I go. And how, how long, how often are you going back and rereading journal entries? So it, well, because I've only been doing it a few months, I can, I can scan everything that I've written, uh, written the last four months. Okay. So yeah, every, every week. So before I go, and it's, it's really a good reminder, like we were in a meeting today and I told you guys what I was going to write in there and it'll be a good reminder for me that I will, um, come back to, uh, the next, you know, really the next year, uh, if I come back, it's really helpful. It's freeing when I hear 10 minutes, right? yeah. 10 minutes, Friday afternoon. I'm not overwhelmed by that. No. I'm recording things. It's forcing me to slow down, to think about how I'm doing, how I can improve. That's, yeah. And just the helpful. weight that's lifted from your shoulders to go into the weekend, you know, uh, could be really great with that. Okay. So yeah. I like that. So leadership idea, number one, a leadership journal where you're reflecting back, writing down wins, different things that you learned, uh, some things you, you maybe read or confronted that week that you want to write down and remember just doing that 10 minutes on yep. Friday afternoons yep. in Evernote. I like that. That's a great idea. Hey, podcast listeners, Adam Tarno here. Wanted to let you know about Watermark's Church Leaders Conference that's happening April 28th through 30th, 2020 here in Dallas, Texas. This will be three days to inspire you with all that God wants to do through his church and equip you to be a better leader wherever God has you. It's not just for pastors. It's for ministry leaders, admins, volunteers, anybody who loves and leads in the local church. You can register now and learn more information at churchleadersconference.com. All right, Blake, what's yours? Why don't you, uh, why don't you share your idea? Okay, this is not revolutionary, but it's just been really helpful for us. So I'm part of our Dallas leadership team. I want you to picture eight guys in a room, eight guys who have a lot to do. Leaders on our staff who are leading ministry teams. Yep. And so um, they're all not, they're not bored and I want to make good use of their time. <laughs> and Thank so you. they, <laughs> I want to make good use of their time. So there's eight of us, which is probably too many in the room, candidly. So I want to make uh, sure that they feel like when they're, when they're there, that it's well worth it. And I am just simply thinking about how we frame our discussions. Okay. And so instead of coming in and it's a free for all, 
and nobody knows where we're going, where we're driving, how much time we're going to spend on something, if they are going to be uh, heard or get a chance to, to share their ideas. What I'm simply doing is I've just created five categories. You know, necessity is the mother of invention. And I just feel like I kind of backed into this mm. because I wanted to use our time well. And um, the first category is I just title it for follow-up. And this is what you want to think about is last week's action items. And so everybody has been um, given a task perhaps from the previous week. And when they come in, they'll see uh, from last week's minutes, hey, we're going to follow up. Adam, you said you were going to do this. How did it go? Yeah. Did you do it? What happened? How can we help? John, you said you were going to do this. And we all just report, hey, I got this done. I've got to come back. I didn't do this. And so what that also does, though, is it creates an expectation. Hey, yeah, when this goes down on the notes or in our minutes, I'm going to be asked about Which this. right there could be the best practice we could end. And yep. I know you got more right. that's even better, but just such a great thing for leaders to keep in mind. How many times have we sat in a meeting and go, oh, John, you'll take care of that next week. And then you never talk about mm-hmm. it again. And then three mm-hmm. weeks later, it hasn't been done. And so just even adding that, like if I said, if somebody said they're going to take something the next week, just go, how'd it go? Give us a report and right. figure it out. So, so we like have that. from our last week's minutes our, in those action items, it's a very specific call to action with a name right beside it. And we follow up. All right. So that's how it starts that's, off. That first part is follow up going through last week's agenda. Item, that's right. Or, then uh, there's action. just some things, uh, you know, the second category is just for your information. Yep. FYI. This is just FYI. This is something I feel like everybody in our leadership team should be aware of. This is not for discussion. It could just simply be Adam telling everybody, hey, what's the preaching calendar for the next yeah. three months? Yeah, or we we got that higher. They, they, they accepted the offer. That's it's right. just something real quick. Yep. But we do need everybody to yep. know. Third, third one is, and this is where we spend the bulk of our time, is for discussion. Yes. And um, this is where perhaps someone is saying, hey, I need someone to sharpen my thinking. I have a new idea. I want feedback. Um these are the challenges I'm facing. And so we're going to benefit from each other's um, ideas um, and thoughtfulness. And so uh, that's the third category. We spend most of our time there. And I really try to make that actionable. I ask everybody on the team, um, hey, when we're putting something down for discussion in this team meeting, in the Dallas leadership team meeting, let's put only there something that we're wrestling with, working on, that we can then make actionable, again, put a name by it so that we can respond to it. What are you going to do in light of this? So, um, and that's going to just focus our discussion. We have strategy and planning meetings at other times during the year. So this is sometimes a little less philosophical. Right. And so just to even put some color on that, this is uh, if somebody's driving around one day and is just going, I wonder if our small group strategy is even the right way to disciple people. This is not for that, right? Because there, there's no. no single action item that's going to come out of that. If you just want to have a big philosophical discussion on that, we're going to have those conversations at another time. So that's exactly this is right. this is things that are not just quick and right to the point. They need they need some room to breathe in the conversation, but there's an end goal towards. All right, so you're going to do what? At that's it. right. I, I like that. That's exactly right. Now you may bring all of your work and all of your finding from that small group discussion that you did somewhere else with another team, right? And just come and go. Hey guys. Here I am. I'm on the two yard line. This is what I'm thinking going forward. You know, before yeah. I hit play, are you good? Right. And so we might have discussion there. That's good. Uh, fourth category is just simply for approval. We have a um, just a little saying around here is, hey, don't surprise me. 
And, um, and we just want to make sure, Hey, before I do this, I'll just make sure I have the approval of this team or those, my direct report. And then the last one is just for prayer. We just always want to make sure that, is there anything, um, going on, on our staff, in our lives, we should all be aware of, and we should be mindful of that we're, that we're praying about. So Blake, what, uh, unpack the problem a little bit more too, cause this, I, I sit in that, that meeting with mm-hmm. you weekly and I, I know how helpful this has been. Uh, why don't you just paint the picture of w- what led you to this solution? Cause we, we had a problem. Yeah. So again, you have eight guys that are all coming in. They all have their own agendas, challenges, things pulling on their time. Um, and I don't think we were making really good use of our time sometimes. Right. Some of the things that were really should have been just for your information became points of discussion. And I'm sitting there going, this is going way too long. Right. And it's not a beneficial for the whole. Um, and are you driving for something? Like what what, what are we, what's our purpose yeah. in having this conversation right now? So um, I felt like we weren't really respectful of one another's time. And we had an agenda, but sometimes it'd be like, Point two on the agenda. If you get through one, you're like, all right, we're making progress. Two, exactly. we're in there an hour, and, That's no, exactly and everybody's right. frustrated. That's right, and everybody's frustrated because there's ten things on the agenda, and we covered. Two. Yeah, and you thought that one was going to be a real quick. Hey, and, and that's guess exactly, what and that's what would drive me really crazy. Yeah, right. And so um, this helps us provide some guardrails, and just to provide a little more specificity, uh, we use Evernote. Yep. Everybody has access to it, so throughout the week they are dropping things in Evernote. Um, and in one of the categories, in one of those categories. So with their name right beside it. So I want to talk about this. I just put my initials beside it and then, um, ask everybody to get that in by, you know, 24 hours in advance. So everybody has a chance to look at it. And then when we leave, um, they, I make a copy of all that, send it out. So everybody can see it and also copy our elders. They're not surprised. Other campus pastors. And you're writing, you're writing there, everything that you decided, every, all the discussions you had, kind of the pertinent information. Right, all so the yeah, minutes so they know. And, yep. are in there and, and recording it. So here's so. what these guardrails have done as somebody that gets to sit in this meeting is it, it tells me, I'll speak for myself, it tells me how to behave while we're going through each section. So during an FYI, if it's, hey, I just want to let you know uh, we promoted this person or we're going to stop doing this thing, it just lets me know shut up. <laughs> that's what it lets <laughs> me know. Right. And it, which is good. Like that's really helpful. Blake and you, told me this, he did this for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was the problem, but maybe I was. So, uh, anyway, no, so it was problem. a, it has been so helpful for us just to know where so, we are in the meeting journey right now and to know when can I start talking? When, when is my two cents going to be viewed as helpful? And when is it going to be viewed as annoying? Mm-hmm. It's going to be viewed as annoying up in the FYI. Uh, it's going to be viewed as helpful down in the four discussion. And, and know what category it is. And then yeah. there's times what that also does is if I see the four discussion is too long for w- our one meeting, I just say, hey, let's just put this one off until next week. Yeah. Or maybe you and I can meet at some other point. Mm-hmm. But that just, again, it helps us frame our time um, and everybody knows uh, it helps set expectations. So. Yeah, it's good. Do you, are, are people coming to you because they can see the uh, the agenda 24 hours ahead of time? Are they coming kind of prepared for uh, the discussion. So something that's not pertinent to them per se, but they're going to come that have they thought about that when they, well, they can see it the whole time because they have access to Evernote, yeah. but I just ask them, don't add anything because that's exactly what I want them to be able to do is not be surprised at something they might see last minute, but this gives everybody a chance to go, oh, okay, tomorrow morning we're talking about that. I, what do I think about that? Mm-hmm. How's that impact my team? 
And so, um, and we're not super detailed on some of that stuff. So the four discussion, John, sometimes I read it and I don't know what the, what the conversation is going to be about. So some of it, I'm learning what it is. It's not, it's not very obvious when you put it on there. So you can, some, sometimes we're putting it on there. We're just putting two or three words. Let's discuss this situation. And I don't know what that situation is, but, uh, but we always give ourselves time to talk through it. And so our meetings are just to be clear on this, our meetings aren't shorter, but I think, I think they're just, um, they're more productive and expectations are being met. And, and we know, we know where we are again. We know when, when the wheels are spinning, when should we just nod our head, take notes and just move on? And when is it a time to get in and and wrestle some things to the ground? And we have, and we have greater accountability, which is what is really helpful. you got eight guys in a room, you have action items. I know what I'm responsible for. And I know I need to get that done by the next week. And you're the note taker during the meeting, which I think is interesting. I am. And, yeah, and that's t- probably why, why do you even because do I need to confess my control freak tendencies. So John's oh. shaking his head looking at me. <laughs> it's good but on the other not, side over here, Blake. Come over here, It's buddy. not, I mean, I, my ex-auditor days, I've read a lot of board minutes for companies. It's not super detailed board minutes, you know. No. It is, it is no. pretty quick and right to the point of uh, we discussed this. Here was the action item. That's yeah. usually all that that ends up in That's there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, the only yeah. So I would just that that seems like it takes up your mental energy if if you're the one who's leading that and you're trying to kind of keep everything you're uh, on track. You're reading the nonverbal cues of the room. If your head down, uh, your head's down, taking notes. That that feels like it. It kind of gobbles up some of the mental energy. So that that said, I think it's working. I, just, I get that. I, the, the challenge for me is is I also work on a team of both campus pastors and yeah, elders yeah, yeah. who I spend time with. So I need to make sure that those notes are written in such a way as I can translate them. Yeah. And so that's a really helpful practice. Here's where he, where I think it does help him. I think it aids his leader, his leading the meeting. Cause I, that meeting is for Blake. I mean, let, let's make no mistake about that. And, and I'm, there for I, him. I am okay with that. It is his meeting. Yeah. And so he needs to get out of that, the information that, that he needs, which yeah. may be another freeing thought for people that are out there running their meetings. Your meetings are for you, all right? You As a leader, if they're, you're to make sure you get the info that you need. And so Blake gets the info he needs. And what I like that he does is in the four discussion, sometimes we're just having a blast with the discussion. And then Blake goes, what's the action item? And it's like, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We so can't. Very we can't loud. Just, very loud. Right. He loudly, that, yeah. right. We can't just drink coffee and talk about issues, right? That would be the dream job. And so yeah. Blake, I do. So I, I think I like how Again, these are not detailed notes. Yeah. These are what's the action item. And he's just, he's listening for that action item, which I think helps him stay, give it gives him the information he needs yep. to run that meeting. I think if you don't take, yeah, if you don't take the notes yourself and you're responsible for that meeting, you have to look, look them over before they yeah, get disseminated them. for sure. So yeah. if you, whether you did that or not, but I, I will say this to you guys, I mean, I'm not normally in that meeting, uh, but I was in there today on the, I think the back third of the meeting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of energy. I mean, um, people were, you know, on the edge of their seat, they were dialed in, they had, uh, thought it was really fun. So this, I think, uh, is, is working well, uh, for you. So let me ask you this. How long do you think you will stick with, um, this outline? Well, this one we've actually probably been doing for several weeks now. Mm -hmm. Um, six or seven. Yeah. And I think it's been, I think we'll, we'll probably stay here for a while. I don't see much of a need to change it. Um, right now, but uh, maybe that will. I think the challenge we face is when there are some philosophical conversations that we know we need to have that we've put on the parking lot. And that's, that's our challenge now is busy schedules. Where can we give ourselves half a day to have that conversation about that kind of thing? Uh, mm-hmm. Where can we give ourselves maybe 24 hours where the inbox isn't blown or we put our phones away 
we know we're not going home that night because yep. we're staying somewhere yep. overnight. Those are that's I think some of the challenge for us is is we're getting a growing list of philosophical conversations that we want to have, and that's uh, that will be the next podcast. We'll figure out how to do that. Yeah, we've usually just divided into sub teams, so um, which also allows us to invite more. Um, staff members yeah. into these meetings. And so we'll come back and say, hey, we wanted to talk about assimilation or the new members class. This is what we learned. These are the improvements we think we're making. And then, because you can go do that for a couple hours and just maybe that information is not as pertinent to everybody else. And so we just try to subdivide Good. that time. So as we go, you know, as we transition to the next one, uh, Adam, I think just, you know, one of the, the leadership best practices here is if you're in a meeting and it's a little bit stale, mm -hmm. like, do something different, yeah. like address the elephant in the room or you're not getting uh, to the agenda items or people aren't engaged or people are frustrated, like do something about that. Absolutely. It's amazing how meetings just repeatedly happen on the calendar and they're not effective. And we just show up again next week and complain about the meeting uh, that we're having so that we show up in the next week and do it again. Yeah. And, um, and so I love that. Like just do something, even if, even if that's a bad five, the fact that you did something different to, um, to kind of rein all that in uh, well done. I like it. Okay. Well, uh, the one for me, my, my best practice is this, is the weekly touch base meeting with the uh, with my direct reports. So the team that I lead, the arts team, I've got four directors under me. And I have just made, <clears throat> excuse me, so I lead the arts team. And so I've got four directors under me. So I have made the habit over the last uh, probably six, seven months. So it was around the time you became campus pastor, Blake. So what was that, March, early spring, maybe? Mm -hmm. So of just every week, I'm going to get at least 30 minutes face to face in the same room, one on one with all of my directors. And uh, here, here was the problem that I was facing with this. I had I had team meetings with all of them at the same time where we did a lot of things by committee, which I think here at Watermark, that's one of our part of our culture. We just love being together and we do a lot of things together. And so a lot of the team meetings were happening together. So I had the weekly kind of committee meeting with all four of my directors and a couple other people would be in that as well. And uh, I was still noticing that I was getting requests for a lot of one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. conversations and, um, and they weren't structured and sometimes they felt like they were an interruption and things like that. And I just know in my own life how sometimes one-on-one -on -one just communicates value, right? It's just like you, you've got something going on. I'm just going to give you my undivided attention for an extended period of time. And I can't do that. I mean, my whole team is over 30 people now. I can't do a one-on-one -on -one meeting with all 30 people on my team, but I can do that with four mm -hmm. and the four direct reports, you know, and I was, I was really encouraged by, um, the guy that came and visited us a couple of weeks ago at staff prayer, another one of Todd's pastor friends. And he just reminded us of what, um, what Paul and Barnabas did right after the Jerusalem council, you know, in Acts chapter 15. And so this big moment in church history and sometime later, so here it is, Acts 15, 36, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of God. And let's just see how they're doing. And he was <laughs> like, here, there's a leadership best practice. Just see how people are doing. Like that's kind of pastoral ministry. And so a lot of my one-on-one -on -one is really just, how are you? And I don't want to ask that in a, in a, I'm not opposed to asking that in a group question, in a group setting, and you're not opposed to answering that in a group setting, but sometimes just one-on-one, -on -one, how are you doing right now is really great. And so I just said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just go once a week, make sure that people, I, they get one-on-one -on -one time with me and no more than 30 minutes. Sometimes it goes a little more, oftentimes it'll go less and, uh, and the agenda is very easy. So what was your last week? Like, what was a win last week? Uh, where are you stuck right now? And anything I can do to help you get unstuck. 
Yeah. Where and, and a lot of the role I play and where I am in the organizational chart, a lot of times when they're stuck, they just need information. And I'm just going to go, I'm going to go up and go, all right, I'll go talk to Blake about that. All right. When I, next time I'm with the campus pastors, I'll go talk to them about that. Or they're stuck with just something that would maybe be a leadership best practice from, um, coaching. Like here, I, I, I've got this person and I'm, I think I need to have this conversation with them. Will you help me navigate this conversation? So that's my time to do some one-on-one coaching as well, some leadership development. And so, um, yeah. So you're an accountant. I got a math question for you. Let's do it. Um, 30 minutes, you're giving them once a week. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, that has given, is it a net time saver by, by putting that 30 minute block um, on the calendar as opposed to the impromptu meetings and the emails and phone calls that you got previously? Yeah. So I haven't added it up. I can just tell you what I feel. Okay. I feel like it is. Yeah. And, and so the text messages, the, um, the pop-ins, uh, like pop by mail. Hey, can, can I just ask you a question real quick? Um, those are lower now. And so here's some of the benefits that I think of with this is I think I'm staying up to date. So th- these meetings are giving me information that I need, intelligence that I need that maybe they wouldn't want to bring up in the team meeting. And so they're bringing it up one-on-one there. Um, I think it blesses my team to know that they don't have to chase me down sometimes that they can, they can have a list of things that are not super urgent, but they're important. And they go, I know on Thursday afternoon, yep. I'm going to get I with agree. Adam. I'll just talk to him there. And they don't have to go chase me. Cause that can be exhausting sometimes to go chase somebody to get information. Sometimes that has to happen. So, but it, I think it really does help them to know I have an outlet that I can ask Adam two or three things. Um, and then just candidly, we all know this. I think we all love attention. <laughs> Right. And I don't, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I mean, I think it really does. It's just like things we would do with our kids. So we can do group activities and family vacations. But when I take my son out one-on-one, that just communicates something different. And there's a moment and there's a time for that. And there's a time for the all family activities. And I'm just, I'm just being reminded again of the time for the, for the one-on-one. And so I think it is a net time save. I think it's blessing my team. Um, I think they're all, um, they're all doing fantastic. There's very few, you know, there's always surprises in a big organization, so it's not perfect, but the number of surprises are going down. So, so far the early returns on this is this is worth it. This is, this is a best practice that seems to be working. Can they, can they cancel if they don't have anything? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'll, I usually though, will still meet. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think, um, so on the arts team, there is. Okay, so uh, one of the things I've learned uh, recently about the Enneagram 5 is just how much we hate meetings, okay? So I'm an Enneagram 5, but I will force myself to do this one because it's the time, it's the quantity, right? So, um, hey, if... In, 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 so here was a text message I got today. I know you had a conference that you did this week and you're really busy. If you want to cancel, more than happy to cancel today and we can talk next week. And I was like, nope, I want, I want to be with you and uh, I want to spend time today. Let's talk. And so even if we don't have the agenda... If we can just get 10 minutes, we can always chit chat. I mean, I like the, 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 these are friends as well. So we can always chit chat about something and just that, that being in the room. So that ministry of presence that our friend Robbie Rice always talks Mm -hmm. about and just, uh, and, and what we hear Todd talk about so much is, um, absence makes the heart grow fonder, but it doesn't help the relationship grow stronger. And, and so just, it keeps our relationship strong that we can just get in the room face to face. Well, you're not just always talking about the nuts and bolts of ministry. You're talking about how that particular person's doing his home, yep. how he's feeling, how he's doing spiritually. Cause I know you, Adam, you're, you're investing as a friend. Yeah. And, um, sometimes I imagine the agenda has nothing to do with the nine to five. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's always something we can, we can laugh about or, um, 
you know, what's going on with your family, just trying to take some interest in, and in, in and it is, it's not, I'm forcing myself to take interest. I am interested in what's going on, uh, outside of the work, uh, with them. And so, um, so it has been, it has, uh, it has so far proven that's to great. be, which really builds helpful. relational trust. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I think that's really important. I love it. I love it. And I love that the, the accountant in you, you're like, you're saving time. Yeah. Save time. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so again, it's some of the stuff that we were even talking about at lunch today before we came in here to hit record that it's not efficient, right? It's not, uh, but it's just like relationships are not efficient is what mm-hmm. I think we were talking about, mm-hmm. but they are effective. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just like, as you were even talking about lunch, you just can't speed up relationships. There's just no, there's no easy button with that. You've got to spend, you got to put in the time. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> we've talked a lot about this lately, especially as our church staff has grown. I think it's really important, Adam, is just the differentiating between that uh, positional authority and relational authority. Yeah. You have the positional authority. You could just say, I don't care about this meeting. This is the job I want done. Shoot off an email, make a phone call, but that's not the way you lead. And um, when those guys on your team know that you're for them, that you care about them um, and they trust you and they know you have their best interest in mind, um, they're going to be that much more likely to want to, um, you know, respond in a way that's going to be helpful for the team and for the betterment of the ministry. Yeah. And, you know, uh, intelligence that you got like information moves fast. And so just getting in front of people sometimes is just a great way to get intelligence, get information that you need to be able to lead effectively too. So, so it, it's a relational aspect that is, that is helpful with it, but there's also a professional aspect as well. So it's one of those, those rare things that you can, uh, knock out two really important things with one meeting is yeah. uh, is just the face to face. So, so that's a good list, guys. And I, I'm sure if we did this again in 30 days, you know, you may have something different uh, in addition to the leadership journal. The leadership journal, John, for you might become a habit. And Blake, maybe this new agenda is just a habit that's now there. And now you're going to be thinking about something else. For me, with one on one meetings, uh, the touch based meetings, it may be something new. And it just goes back to your point, John, that we want to, as leaders, we want to never close our notebooks. We want to always be learning, always just go, there is something else I could be learning right now. Amen. Amen. Yeah, leadership is a stewardship. And um, for this season, for whatever reason, God's given you the gift of leadership and yeah. uh, you have to steward it well. And so if he, you know, dropped a million dollars in your bank account, you would be accountable to steward that well yeah. in your leadership, whatever. I mean, if you're, you know, in a Sunday school class and you're the greeter, like you are accountable for uh, how you do that job and whatever, whatever it is. And so you want to steward whatever leadership opportunity you have. Uh, oftentimes stewarding that well will give you other opportunities, but regardless, uh, you want to steward this moment, this really, really brief moment well. And so sometimes one of the best ways to do that is just kind of keep thinking about what's next. What could I improve? What could I change? I wonder what if, and, um, and just keep at it and just keep, keep doing that until you find uh, increasingly uh, your rhythms and your stride and you, um, you're feeling very effective in your leadership. That's right. And so, I mean, the point of this podcast is not to go do these three best practices. Absolutely. It's yep. what are yours? Do you have any? What gra- I mean, just even that challenging uh, thought. So if you're driving around right now, if you were sitting at this table with us and we looked at you and said, what's your best practice you're trying right now? What's, what's something new you're learning about leadership? If you don't have an answer for that, then... Hey, maybe it's time to get out a notebook and start writing some mm-hmm. things down and, or going and learning something so that you can try to, uh, to get a best practice for you to implement. So Blake, thank, thanks so much for coming back in the studio with us. It was great to have you in here. Well, if you guys have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you'd like for us to consider for future episodes, 
please feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. John, we answer how many, what percentage of emails do we answer? 100. 100%. All of them. We love the emails from folks. Yes. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, please rate and review us. That would be great. It helps people find us. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you again next time. 